The way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media, and we're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. Staying dry? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some of these major buzzwords. Uh, starting with one of the festivals that's being talked about. Honestly, summer season does mean concerts, festivals, events, and this one caught our attention this morning, the so-called Soul Festa 2022. Yeah. So Soul Festa is an annual festival. It's a tourist, it's an event that's um, organized every year to help boost tourism here in South Korea's capital city. But this year, the Seoul city government is hoping to make things a little extra. Um, <laughs> they're hoping to make a much needed breakthrough in Seoul tourism after these past two years, the, the industry has been really stagnant because of COVID-19. And um, yeah, this year's festival kicks off on August 10th mm. and it's going to run for five days in total it does look like the lineup is hefty they do have really sparkly events that caught my attention like an ev race i'm trying to fathom what that is we'll get to it in just a moment <laughs> um but just an overview first what is different about this year's soul festa yeah so um over the years soul festa has been mostly focused on uh discounted shopping right I guess. To attract tourists, but um, this year it's going to be a little bit more special. First of all, uh, there's going to be a K-pop concert because this is South Korea. <sighs> K-pop concert is a must. Um, everything is going to begin with the opening concert on August 10th okay. at the Tumshis Sports Complex. Uh, you can expect big names like Rain, NCT Dream, and La Seraphim. All right, so a concert to kick off the event. That sounds exciting enough. And once they've caught our attention by the Star Star event there's an ev race scheduled for this year's soul festa yeah so there's going <laughs> to be this high profile electric car racing competition um, as part of the festival the abb fia formula e world championships soul edition or just simply soul e pre 2022 is going to be held at temsha stadium for two days starting august 13th so this is a world-class electric vehicle racing competition really soul race is going to be the last competition of the 2021 to 2022 season which kicked off at the end of last year uh the soul epre is the city's first time uh, hosting a formula e racing i mean is this new to you it's new to me a formula e racing <laughs> it, is, it is new to me you guys because the idea of racing it, it's i mean it's not about efficiency as far as fuel or even energy goes and the objective is to drive fast and here you have an EV that's more environmentally friendly. <laughs> anyway, right. anyway, Formula E racing uh, finishing off what sounds like a really exciting season right here in Seoul in the middle of Seoul Festa. Now over the years, as you mentioned, Erica, Seoul Festa has kind of created a brand for excellent shopping opportunities, yeah. mostly for tourists. It wasn't necessarily, a, I think, a local attraction, but definitely to bring in more tourists for a hefty and fabulous shopping opportunity. But this year's, is, is that still part of the equation? 
Yeah, that has not changed. We all love to shop. <laughs> so as part of the festivities starting on August 10th uh, through the end of the month, the city is also going to host the Seoul Shopping Festa, uh, which will involve some 3,000 retail stores, including department stores and duty-free stores, as well as online stores. And uh, they will offer up to 50% discounts on a wide range of items. Mm. Um, Seoul Mayor Oh Sehun is very ambitious when it comes to upping the number of tourists uh, coming to Korea. Uh, mm-hmm. He says the city plans to regularly hold Seoul Festa in the month of May moving forward, mm-hmm. starting in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has actually pledged to increase the number of foreign tourists visiting Seoul to 28 million. This is annually, by the way, oh. over the next four years. Okay, so bringing out the big guns to ensure that tourism is on point as we slowly recover from the ripple yep. effects of the pandemic. There you have it. Soul Festa kicking off on August 10th. Let's turn our attention to the Emmy nominations for this year. Um, this is exciting. Squid Game making history with a nomination for a largely Hollywood-focused award show. Yeah. I mean, uh, we haven't talked about Squid Game <laughs> for a while, so maybe it's about time. So um, two years ago, uh, Netflix sort of broke ground for the Emmys uh, with eight nominations for a show titled Unorthodox, mm-hmm. which was a German-American limited series uh, that was told in English, German, and Yiddish. Mm-hmm. And now, this year in 2022, Squid Game has helped the Television Academy go really global. Mm -hmm. Um, The show, Squid Game, is the first series solely produced outside of a Western country and completely not in English Mm -hmm. to score major category nominations at the Emmys, including one for Best Drama Series. Um, In fact, this Korean thriller is the streaming platform's most nominated series this year with 14 nominations. And uh, it's ahead of really big shows like Ozark and Stranger Things, which received 13 nominations each, and also Inventing Anna with three nominations. I'm getting chills. I mean, not that comparing apples to oranges is ever easy, but the nomination list is insane. 14 for Squid Games, Stranger Things with 13, Ozark with 13. Why was Inventing Anna robbed of so many nominations? Have you seen the show? Yeah, I've seen all the shows that you mentioned. I'm quickly realizing, did I have too much time on my hand during the pandemic? Yeah, yes, yes. But I did watch all the shows and they're, yeah. they're all excellent. Um, competing against the finest. It's not such a bad race after all at this year's right. Emmys. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, just a few months back, we spoke to one of the members uh, in uh, Yi Jung-jae's company, the artist company, uh, and mm-hmm. he, he alluded to the fact that they were actually starting this sort of kind of like a campaign trail for the Emmys. It goes on for months leading up to the Emmy nomination, it's proven to be successful after months of it. Uh, And it looks like the show's cast and crew have also joined the Emmy race. That's right. Uh, so lead actor Lee Jung-jae, supporting actors Oh Young-soo and Park Hye-soo, and a supporting actress Chung Hyun have each received a nomination in their respective categories for acting. Yoon-hee actually landed a surprise guest actress nomination for her, you know, really heartbreaking performance as uh, Sebyeok's Marbles partner in the episode 
Gangbu. And speaking of the episode, Gangbu, uh, it scored nominations in production design for production designer Che Gyeong Sun, art director Kim Min Ji, and uh, set decorator Kim Jong Gun, and also single camera picture editing for editor Nam Na Young. Mm. And of course, Hang Dong Hyuk, he received nominations as well. <laughs> he received a pair of solo nods for directing the pilot Red Light, Green Light, mm. and writing the finale of the series One Lucky Day. Uh, I think Chong Jae. Yes, composer Tom yeah. Dale also landed a nomination for the series' main title theme. I mean, that song is so easily recognizable yeah. at this point. <laughs> if you need the creepy vibes, I feel like this will be returning this Halloween season as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is amazing news for Squid Game, but it's also the latest reminder of a global scale for the streaming giant. Um, they're That's here right. to stay. It seems like the game has changed forever in favor of them during the pandemic. That's right. You know, I have a fun fact here today. I recently discovered that dubbing has been really key to making the show go really global. Mm. Uh, it was dubbed into 13 different languages. It was subtitled in 31 languages. Uh, according to Netflix, more people watched Squid Game dubbed, which was really surprising to me because I thought people didn't like things dubbed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, due to hits like Squid Game on the streaming platform, dubbing consumption on Netflix more than doubled last year compared to the previous year in 2020. That is a fun and a surprising fact, honestly, because yeah. I'm not a big fan of watching anything dubbed. I think it takes away from the authentic experience, yeah. right? But I mean, to each their own, that says a lot. And now they have grounds to hire more voice actors to exactly. dub in different languages. And that sounds like... Which is a really language. difficult job, by the way. I was going to say, because I've tried just one, just one, and it... it, it oh, no, I, yeah. I'm not cut off for it. <laughs> There's a reason why they call them voice actors. It requires yes. a great deal of acting. Yes. Trying to make that sentence fit verbally, it's a, it's an art form on its own. That's yes. fun. All right. On to <laughs> our last festivities. Now, if you're a big spicy food person, now this should excite you. Because on Red Chili Pepper Festival, introducing 130 varieties of Korea's beloved staple. That's right. Um, you know, chili peppers have only been introduced to Korean cuisine just a few centuries ago. It really wasn't that long ago in the in the large uh, in the large picture. Um, but chili peppers have become a staple of Korean cuisine, and uh, this festival is a great way to celebrate and learn everything you need to know about. Uh, spicy red peppers. Okay. <laughs> Do you know that Kwezan in Chungcheong, the province, is uh, famous for its red peppers? No, I had no idea. Yeah, they are. Um, and uh, this is an annual festival, okay. by the way. And uh, it uh, allows participants to learn about uh, chili pepper production, their use, and uh, plenty of food items and dishes to sample uh, during the festival. Now, this year, the festival is going bigger than ever before. It's displaying 130 different varieties of chili peppers from 50 countries around the world, including Korea, of course, China, Mexico, and India, 
all of these countries are famous for their uh, dishes that mm. must have chili peppers in them. And of the 130 different varieties of chili peppers, 30 of them are actually used for ornamental purposes. Not necessarily to be munched down no. on. Uh, mm. You know, I'm not a big fan of spicy food. I can't okay. handle it. So this sounds like my worst nightmare. However, for <laughs> those who are brave enough or who can plat palate it, this sounds exciting. How good are you with spicy food, Erica? Oh, I love spicy food. <laughs> so it's for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, among the most notorious chili peppers um, that, that will be shown or displayed at this year's uh, festival uh, includes India's Boot Jalokia. Mm. These peppers are 100 times spicier than Korea's Cheongyanggochu. Uh. Um, Jalokia, that name might not be familiar to most people, but if I say uh, ghost peppers, oh. you might be familiar. Yeah. So okay. these ghost peppers are Bujalokia. They're from yeah. India yeah. and uh, they were included in the Guinness Book of World Records for seven consecutive years as the spiciest chili peppers in the world. This would be a torturous experience for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Honestly, for, for everyone. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, who's brave enough to try it? But I don't know. Just to be able to say that I, I try the spiciest pepper in the world, <laughs> that sounds like something to put on your resume. Uh, there are. Um, they have competitions yeah. every year, by the way. No. Where, you know, people basically like try to consume as many of these as possible in a, in a given amount of time. And it's quite messy. People are crying. They're snot like running out of their noses. And it's, it looks really painful. Lovely. Lovely, Erica. Yeah. <laughs> are there milder activities to take part in at the Kazan Red Chili Pepper Festival? Yeah. Because that is not for me. <laughs> This is a very family-friendly okay. festival, <laughs> plenty of hands-on activities, um, including making gochujang. Uh, the festival is also giving away 14,000 chili pepper seedlings to local residents and visitors to the festival, which, by the way, kicks off on September 1st for four days. All right. So do check it out if you're here locally and if you're brave enough to try some of the spicy foods. Gochujang <laughs> uh, making sounds like a fun experience. Yes. Thank you so much, Erica. Stay dry and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.